Hello, everyone. It is Video Game Fury. It's been a little while here on the show. Apologies for that. I've been very busy with life and work, so I hope you understand that. But I wanted to get a quick episode in here because it is video game Christmas time, folks. It's June, which tends to be the E3 time frame, but as we, I'm sure we all know, E3 uh, is taking a little sabbatical this year. They were planning to do a digital showcase, and then just recently, I think within the last couple of months, they decided that not even a digital showcase. So E3 is off the table altogether, and they're supposedly looking to come back with a more reformed version of it in 2023. That all said, the companies out there, and more particularly Jeff Keighley, are making sure that we are reminded that this is the time of the year where we get to really look forward to all the amazing games and content coming up over the next year. And he's kicking, Keeley himself, of course, is kicking it off today with Summer Game Fest to kick things off here. There are some also some other presentations going on throughout the weekend from the PC Gaming Show to Devolver Showcase. And of course, the next big one is on Sunday with the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. And I got to be honest with you guys, I'm tempering a lot of expectations this year. Um, more so because as I'm sure you've been seeing throughout the year, if you follow a lot of video game news like I do, a lot of games are just getting delayed and companies and studios and publishers are just not committing to actual dates uh, or even just rolling back on those dates now. It's even to the point now where you have a date on the, on, on the calendar there and they still take it off. I'm talking, of course, of like Starfield was an example where they were supposed to come out November 11th this year and now got pushed into first half 2023. And even that time, time frame, we got to wonder, is that something they're really going to commit to as well when you're only giving a window of time to do it? And obviously a lot of this has to do just with the pandemic. Still a lot of folks, uh, studios working from home or hybrid environments slowly, if they are even doing it, slowly making their way back into the offices uh, with uh, with time passing as we kind of hopefully get out of the, the real tail end of this pandemic we've been going through the last couple of years. But until that happens, this is kind of the world we're in right now. Um, and I hope everyone understands that that just continues to be the case. And, you know, not only is that going to be more challenging when people are not uh, in person, collaborating, uh, making sure things are rolling smoothly. Uh, but then you got just the well-being of the workers out there. I mean, we've seen so many stories of crunch and the physical and mental well-being of the the devs and the workers in these studios uh, really taking a toll and just, just being exacerbated even more from a lot of these folks working from home. So I'm, I'm not expecting too much. And even today, uh, Jeff Keighley... Uh, uh, one, I think it was either an article or in a tweet, I uh, mentioned that we should also be tempering our expectations because there's not really going to be a lot of big game announcements, more like updates to existing games we know are already in the pipeline. These are, and, he, and he's already kind of alluded to some of the stuff in a tweet earlier today. Uh, some of the stuff he says, like, today's Summer Game Fest is going to be about just a little under two hours and features games like Street Fighter VI, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Callisto Protocol, Gotham Knights, Marvel's Midnight Suns, uh, Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. So so a lot of stuff we've kind of known already for uh, a little while now. But still, that doesn't mean we can't enjoy seeing further what's that. I mean, if anything else, we want to know more about, you know, some of these games we know release dates, but we'd love to see more gameplay. We'd love to see 
you know, one of some of the new experiences we'll be playing with them. So it's still an excitement to have. But I think, again, for everyone out there who, I mean, I'm going to be watching social media like a hawk when all this goes on. But hopefully they get the message that this is, you know, while we're still getting some good stuff, um, don't, don't, don't set yourself up for failure. <laughs> it's just lower those expectations. And who knows if it, it comes out even better than, uh, than we thought, then that's just great. Right. That means it exceeded even our lowest expectations, which I'm, I'm totally cool with there. Um, game releases now are not a promise or a guarantee, uh, just the way things are going on in the world. And, uh, just, you know, the complicated nature of game development on its own is enough to see why games get delayed so much. Um, and even then, for games that get delayed uh, a ton, there's no guarantee they'll uh, actually hit uh, what they're intended to release. I mean, you guys already know about what Cyberpunk 2077 went through after the game got delayed like three times and ended up being a disaster on the last-gen platforms. Now, of course, I love the game, because I, and I played it on PC, so I know I had the better quality version there. And there were more, more issues I had with that game were more design flaws than anything else, but... You know, this, but this is the thing at the end of the day, between all this going on, uh, you know, we've had a console transition in the last year or two as well. And then again, like I said earlier, the pandemic really exacerbating um, the work conditions and how things are now taking longer to do. We really just need to understand and set that expectation accordingly. So having said all that, it's going to be a fun day today. I'm actually not going to be live streaming today because I got some work commitments I have to handle, but I will be. Uh, watching it a little bit later tonight. Um, streaming Devolver Showcase today, too, at 6 p.m. Eastern. If you want to catch me on that, that's on twitch.tv slash videogame379. I should be jumping on a little bit early, like around 5.30 Eastern, if you want to hang for that. Um, and then Sunday will be the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. That one I'm really definitely looking forward to, mostly because... Microsoft has kind of created this what are you going to do now situation now that they uh, they and Bethesda have delayed Starfield and Redfall into 2023. That basically leaves the question, what do you got? <laughs> do you have something for the holiday that can help us and help us understand if we really should be, you know, not only sticking in the Xbox ecosystem, but for those who are our Game Pass, like as much as it's a value for all the third party and indie stuff that we've been getting on that plot on that service. You know, the, the big thing that people want from it is the fact that you can play first-party games day and date. I mean, that's the expectation people were having with uh, Starfield and Redfall this year. And now they got to wait even more. So what do we have? What do we got this uh, this holiday period uh, and beyond that will justify continuing that service? And more importantly, just being on Microsoft's ecosystem, whether you're on Xbox, whether you're on PC, or playing through the xCloud. It's a lot of, it's a big question that, Phil Spencer and his team need to, they have to answer this question on Sunday. There's no excuse when you're saying you're de you're delaying your two biggest games this year. What do you have left? There's rumors that we're going to get details on the next Forza Motorsport. I'm sure that's nice, but, you know, considering we already got a big racing game last year with from them in Forza Horizon 5, um, I think people are going to want a little bit more than that. Um, what What is next? Um, we still we got to see more details on Hellblade 2. What's going on with Avow? What's going on with Fable? What's going on with Perfect Dark? Um, a lot of those games on the market there need to start talking because we've been at least 
three or four years in development out for those games. Uh, even if they're not coming out this year, we'd love to know something. There's rumors that uh, there actually there's a GoldenEye 007 remaster coming out this year. I'm a little underwhelmed in that notion, more just from the fact that it's considered a remaster, which when I think of remaster, I just think of an up you know, better textures, better frame rates kind of game. Like that game, as much as I love that game for its time on the N64, it does not play great <laughs> in today's in today's uh in today's game mechanics. So I was hoping to hear more if it's a remake and maybe that's what they're doing and for some reason just calling it a remaster. I just don't think of a remaster as like re redoing all the controls and mechanics. I think of remasters as just like an upres of the existing game. So is that enough to satisfy people's appetites for Xbox or Game Pass? No clue. Um, they got to really show that one hard and tell us why. But beyond that, I don't know what they're going to do. And there's only so much you can rely on Game Pass. As much as it's an incredible service, doing very well, letting people, especially lower income families, a taste of being able to play any game they want for the low price of like $10, $15 a month. I mean, again, the meat is getting those first-party games day and day. And they are going to come. Um, it's just it's unfortunate that they put themselves in this position where they could have had that going with just with Starfield this year, and they can't even do that now. And, yeah, there is going to be a gameplay showing of it because it's all in the marketing. But still, your game's still coming out next year. What are we doing for the rest of 2022? And this is their problem, too, is that they tend to treat the first half of the year like nothing's going on. It's always about the holiday period. But if we've if we've seen anything this year, especially this first quarter alone, with huge games that came out between Elden Ring, Horizon Forbidden West, Branchers with Seven, Dying Light 2. I mean, it's ridiculous how much we got in Q1. Now, now we're all, all of a sudden in this dry spell. It's proven the formula that people can... You know, gaming is in. I don't. I don't need to convince you guys that gaming is so mainstream right now that it can be released at any point in the year, even in the dead of summer, uh, which tends to be uh, where Nintendo comes in. But still, anybody can play in this field is what I'm trying to say, and I'm hoping Xbox gets that. Um, if if for sure we're getting Starfield and Redfall in first half 2023, that at least helps that part of the problem where Xbox just seems to never want to put anything in that first half. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it too, I think there's a rumor that there's a they're going to show off a Gears of War Ultimate Collection, kind of similar to the Halo Master Chief Collection that came out a few years ago. Now, sure, that's all well and good, um, but we've already kind of seen little remastered versions of that. And I would argue too, I mean, Gears of War is not, I mean, they're fun games to play, but I would never consider their campaigns like, you know, really lore heavy. It wasn't really until I would say probably in the recent trilogy, much less the last one, five, that they started really leaning into the story and lore of that universe. So the first trilogy, as fun as they were, are really just kind of bro heavy and really focused on uh, the gunplay and the gore. Uh, that you would never, you would never accuse <laughs> the Gears of War games as being very story heavy. So. Will people respond to that as well as they did the Master Chief Collection? I don't. I don't know. And I don't, again, I don't know if that's enough to really satisfy that that gap that was left now by Starfield and Redfall. And again, you're going back, now. You're going back to the well of where Xbox was 
um, where they would only rely on Halo, Gears, and Forza uh, during their Xbox One era. And when you didn't have those games, it was so dry. You, know, like you would literally go almost like a year or two without big first-party games. I mean, it's no wonder. I mean, if anything, anybody proves the formula of how much why PS4 whipped Xbox One last generation, it's because of that. Like PlayStation and Sony knew that you get them on their system like having big first-party games on a regular cadence. That's just why they sold Sony, yes, only systems. So I know a lot of this is patience. Again, it's pandemic-related. It's the fact that a lot of these studios that Xbox bought, uh, Microsoft bought, uh, just started a lot of their projects, or at least were just finishing their older games, and now just getting ramped up. And then they're, so, you know, the fruit is there. Like, we know, we know the games are going to come. It's just that we're seeing the gaps again so exacerbated by these delays uh, and we're with bated breath really want a good reason to be on Xbox's ecosystem. And Sunday, Spencer and crew got to deliver hard or they're going to have a lot of problems this holiday and potentially beyond. It may be too late, but we'll have to see. But I hope you guys enjoy Summer Games Fest today. Uh, I think Keeley's show will do well considering uh, – no E3 this year. Hopefully they, he gets a good chunk of the content going to, to get that as well. Uh, I will see you guys hopefully tonight again, 6 p.m. Eastern for uh, the Revolver show and come up, come back to us on Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash videogamefury79. It's going to be a great time, guys. Video Game Christmas is here, and I'm all for it. Let me know if you have any thoughts about what we're going to see. What are your comments about the events we're going to have? If you want to share anything recorded, I'm happy to talk to you guys here on the next episode. So let me know your thoughts, comments, feedback, everything, and anything you want to know. And I appreciate you giving your time to listen. Have a good one, guys. Take care.